Hey, Tom. Hey, JC. Did you know it's the most romantic time of year? Your birthday? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I I understand why that works for you. I've never really <laughs> understood why that works for other people. Tom, you're telling me when you who do you think about it being my birthday? It doesn't it doesn't really put you it it doesn't not put you in the mood. No, it it's never really worked for me. Sorry. I think I'm deeply hurt by that. Oh, you'll get over it. I will. You always do. That's true. You know what I'm in love with, though? What's that? Professional wrestling. Yeah. That's my why one, we do this. my one true Valentine. Greg. <laughs> they don't call him the Hammer for a reason, Tom. <laughs> I, I I don't want to know the background of that story. <laughs> Oh boy! Well, we're gonna see how long uh, t- we were discussing before we started recording here. Uh, if we think how long we think this episode's gonna be, because boy, nothing's happened in the last seven days. No, and that's a good while thing. While I I think our audience uh, will not notice this. To me, it sounds like you are in a gigantic bathroom no. recording. <clears throat> no, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm not. I'm here in the uh, 328 West headquarters, holding it down like usual, staring into my bank of monitors that I can feel the radiation just seeping into my pores. As I leave a episode of Mid-Atlantic Wrestling from 1985 in the background, Ah, playing on the network. Love it. Well, you know, it won't be as good as that. Elimination Chamber. We're going to talk about that. Oh, you know, somebody might end up crashing through the glass and bleeding all over the place. Tom, wait, wait, Tom, it's impossible to go through the bulletproof glass. It's no. bulletproof. So Bob Armstrong could not go through it. Correct. <laughs> That's why he doesn't get booked in this match. Yep. <laughs> uh, so that we'll... he's a hundred years old. Yes. True. What if they did a uh, like a senior version of the Elimination Chamber, like all Hall of Famers over sixty-five, the, the Kevorkian edition of the Elimination Chamber? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, double or nothing. Speaking of which, Pedro Morales died. <laughs> yeah, I set that up for you. I you did, you'd... and I was already like planning the segue to double or nothing selling out in my head so it i i had a panic attack in my brain there for a second i was very confused on where we were going <laughs> i didn't know what was happening anymore oh i guess that's what happens when you get old right tom yeah yeah so i've heard <laughs> well, let's start this show what do you say sounds good jason all right you gotta do me a favor first what's that ring that bell You're listening to the Cheaters Never Pin Podcast, a proud part of the Section 328 Network, bringing you all the best in wrestling from WWE, New Japan, and beyond. Now, live from ringside, it's Mr. Workrate and JC. Oh, buddies, it's the Cheaters Never Pin Podcast. I'm JC. Here next to me at the commentary table to the stars is my good buddy, Mr. Workrate, Tom you just rang that bell without even asking. I, did. Me, I just cut you off. 
I had the hammer in hand and I, uh, just shoved me out of the way and rang you. I so. jumped the gun. All right. All right. Should we just dive in? <laughs> I feel like usually but, funny things have happened to banner about, and now it's just like, eh, I don't know, there's pay-per-view on Sunday. Yeah. Let's just kind of roll with it. I don't know what's going to happen tonight, but... Ooh, those are the best shows that we have, though. So, and uh, you know, I get to understand about two thirds what you're saying. So, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what changed, Tom. I don't know, but you're you're. I don't know. You've joined the robot people, I guess. But oh no. I as mean, long as the outside people don't hear you as a robot, I will soldier on. Oh, good. Well, thank you. It's like, it sounds fine in my ears, off, straight off the board. And that's what gets recorded. <laughs> so I don't care what you hear, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Elimination Chamber is this Sunday from somewhere. I don't remember where. Because that's how not important it is. Yikes. Uh, I guess the most uh, important thing on the entire card. Houston. Houston. Ooh, do we get to see Booker T on the pre-show then? Sucker. Sucker. All right, it's worth it. Booker T, who was suing, uh, God, who was he suing? I saw this article. I don't for, know. This is news to for me. For the use of GI Bro, I think he's suing Activision or something. Because they made, oh yeah, because they made some character in the new Call of Duty that kind of looks like GI Bro, which is his creation. <laughs> and so he's suing them. Is that his backup plan if mayor of Houston doesn't work? I just love the fact that, like, and no one will get this except me because I'm the only one who can hear it. As you laughed at yourself just now, uh-huh. it, it just made this robotic kind of breaking up sound. So it just, you sounded like a transformer. Oh. Well, like transforming. I'm more than meets the eye. So. Yeah. Yes. Inside the elimination chamber, <clears throat> the first ever... WWE Women's Tag Team Championships that aren't the first ever WWE Women's Tag Team Championships will be decided. From Raw, Nia Jackson, Tamina, the Riot Squad, uh, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan, and Mandy. Nope, nope, that's not right. And Bailey and Sasha. There we go. Hope I learn how to read. Uh, we'll take on the other three teams from SmackDown: Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, the Iconics, and Naomi and Carmella. And Bailey and Sasha and uh, the Iconics are the first teams in, as decided by uh, six-woman tag matches, or I'm sorry, triple threat tag matches this past week. So, Tom, who will be the first ever women's tag team champions that aren't the first ever women's tag team champions? Well, according to this, Velvet McIntyre and Princess Victoria were the first WWF women's tag team champions. (laughs) I'm like, how can they really call it the first ever? I don't, I don't understand. They've had them before. (laughs) Because there's such an underutilized thing. Like, okay, so just reading on here, Velvet McIntyre and Princess Victoria, they are the champion. They were the first champions because they were the reigning NWA women's world tag team champions. Mm -hmm. When, WWF officially withdrew from the NWA. Right. 
they were recognized as the first WWF champions. Ah. So, despite the fact that they never rest, their first match in WWF technically took place April 4th, 1984, they won the titles May 13th, 1983. Okay. All right. That makes sense. All right. I see how I can get away with that. I mean, they did give them belts. But, you know. Then then they kind of shifted them because it's odd. You have Velvet McIntyre and Princess Victoria, and then the second champions are Velvet McIntyre and Desiree Peterson, mm-hmm. which doesn't make any sense until you realize that Princess Victoria suffered a career-ending neck injury ah. in, on September 1st, 1984. Okay. So Peterson took her place. Now, Princess Victoria, Desiree Peterson, these are people I don't know. Velvet McIntyre, I do know. Mm-hmm. She was a moolah trainee, but... I'm assuming any woman pretty much wrestling in the WWF at that time was part of Moolah's stable brothel, whatever you want to call it. For sure. Uh, Then the glamour girls of Leilani Kai and Judy Martin defeated Velvet McIntyre and Desiree Peterson, August 1st, 85. Now how show in Cairo, Egypt and proceeded to hold those titles for about two and a half years dropping them to the jumping bomb angels at the oh, wow. uh, 1988 Royal rumble. <laughs> okay. Um, the jumping bomb angels then dropped the belts back to the glamour girls at a house show in Japan on June 8th, 88, where they won the title by countout of all things. Okay. So, not sure what was going on there. And that was it. Woo. Alrighty. So, there's your entire history of women's tag team wrestling for titles in Vince McMahon's promotion. Alright. It's a nice, I mean, it's good to know. Win your next wrestling bar trivia with that knowledge. Or not. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I just remember, I remember the Jumping Bomb Angels being pushed as this thing, like, because it was, it was this cool, like, uh, you know, it just, they had the generic Japanese music that every other Japanese wrestler had in the WWF at the time, but they made a big deal out of it, and the girls came in, and they kind of did, they did moves that were so much, women's wrestling back then was so blah for lack mm-hmm. of a better term you know yeah. just whatever and the bomb angels were actually kind of interesting because they do moves off the ropes and like actually i mean not to the extent that any women are doing right now but i mean a much stronger i mean because they're japanese wrestlers the japanese women's wrestling uh scene was so much better at that time so and they brought them in to kind of fight with uh, Leilani Kai and Judy Martin because they actually could wrestle a decent <laughs> style. Yeah. So they were pretty much the only ones that could wrestle with them under the WWF banner. So the whole thing was potentially we can have them fight and maybe the Jumping Bomb Angels will sell merch because they're young girls and they're pretty or whatever, but it just never kind of worked. Hmm. So. It just kind of ditched it. Yeah. Uh, 
they say they won't do that this time. That'll be nice. <laughs> These belts yeah. are probably here to stay. Because, you know, Stephanie McMahon started the women's revolution. So Well, it also helps to have a women's division that's bigger than, like, five people. This is true. Um, Who's going to who's gonna win this? Um, I know they're building a big thing with Bailey and Sasha. I don't know. I see. Could the Iconics take it? I want the Iconics to win it. But I, especially with them entering in the one position, have very little faith of the of yeah. that. Now, with Bailey and Sasha being in the one position to start the match, I'm like, well, there's your story. Because that's the same story they've told the last two weeks on Raw, right? With Sasha being hurt and Bailey winning both matches. And now, uh, well, I guess she'd win last week or Monday. But uh, being in that position to fight through. And now Sasha's cleared again. WWE announced today to participate. So. I, just, I can see them telling the underdog story. I feel like the answer is going to be either them or Tamina and Nia. Yeah, I, I've, it's going to be difficult to beat Tamina and Nia just because they're going to be the monsters in this whole thing. And one would think that something like the Elimination Chamber is something that's meant for someone like them, mm-hmm. a more destructive, a more hardcore match than a traditional match so it's kind of more set in their way but yeah if anyone goes through the plexiglass it's naya i totally see that's about happening could be tamina too but certainly one of those two are, are getting sidestepped and going into a pod yeah it's a charge on like sasha or something like that and sasha moves to the last minute yeah that's the only spot I expect in this match. I could also... Yeah. Uh, another spot I could expect, I don't know if it'll happen, is just the Iconics hiding on top of a pod. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? It's funny. And it fits. It fits for them. They're just up there pointing. Like, they sneak up there and no one even notices. And they're just pointing and laughing at everyone. And then they get turned oh, who on. Was, who was it a couple of years ago? I think it was Jericho that, like, just went back into the pod. And tried to like wedge himself in so it wouldn't open up so that everybody else would fight while he was stuck in there. I know Seamus did it because he ended up locking it from the inside with his cross. Maybe that's who it was. And that was yeah, that was two or three years ago, something like that. Yeah, I, I mean that's a that's a pretty typical spot of being scared and yeah, okay, I can see them doing that spot too. It's pretty good. Yeah, whatever. It's gonna, they're amazing. They're the best comedy act in WWE. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna bite the bullet. I'm gonna pick Bailey and Sasha. I yeah. Think, I think you want to make the fans happy here, and that way they can turn on each other, Tom. Oh, I think someone mentioned that like <laughs> there's only three women baby faces and of like pretty much everyone. Becky. Bailey. Becky is not technically a babyface. Becky is, Becky's that hardcore tweener. Damn it! Okay, Becky she doesn't care about anyone. Bailey, Sasha. I guess Naomi and Carmella. Naomi, Carmella. 
Lana. Um, is Lana is Lana a face because isn't Rusev heel now? Uh, it's true because he's teaming up with Shinsuke, right? All right, good point. Uh, that's about it. Yeah. So you got you know a whole bunch of evil girls and Bailey, Sasha, and Carmella, and Naomi. That's that's it. Cool. In two divisions. Well, I guess Nikki Cross could be face, sort of. But, I mean, that that's kind of the issue that they're running into. It's like, it's just everybody's a mean girl. Yeah. So, so they can't turn Sasha at this point. That's kind of the thing. It's... See, you say they can't, which means they absolutely will. <laughs> just like I think we uh, almost agreed they can't turn Becky versus Ronda into a triple threat. <laughs> and they did. Well, kind of. Not officially yet. No. Um, Charlotte will be sitting ringside for the Ronda Rousey Ruby Riot We're All Women's title match because after apologizing to Triple H and Steph, who graciously accepted her apology and put her back in the main event and reinstated her, uh, Becky Lynch was ousted from the main event and given a 60-day suspension by Vince McMahon, which expires four days after WrestleMania. And uh, he handpicked Charlotte to take her place. Why is Vince getting involved again? Because McMahon equals ratings, right? That's how it works. Isn't that the? Isn't that how it works? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. That's why, that's why his son's the tag team champion. <laughs> anyway. Um, boy, the internet sure worked themselves into a shoot over this, brother. Yeah? All right. Good talk. No, I lost you. <laughs> oh. I, heard, I heard work into a shoot and then nothing. Oh, yeah, I said the internet sure did work themselves into a shoot over this, brother. Yeah. Oh, every every neck beard was out in full force being like, how dare they move my Becky? I'm like, folks, she's going to get added back into it. Clearly, the storyline here is in two weeks, she's going to show up on Raw and threaten to murder Ric Flair on his birthday. <laughs> and she's going to find herself back in the match. God. Damn it, I missed the Attitude Era, but yet at the same time, I do not see the parallels between Becky and and Austin. I don't either! And I don't understand how everyone's like, can you imagine if this was Austin? With this storyline? Come on! But I mean, it's... But that's how they're weaving it. They're plugging her in just the same way that they plugged in the whole Austin thing is the anti-authority, you know, I do whatever the hell I want to type thing, which is fine. But But again, it reads as so phony off of her. I mean, what she was doing more naturally is fine. It's, It's just the whole... I think it comes off better when she's doing... Just naturally, the stuff that she's doing, like online and all that type of thing, 
just let her do that kind of natural stuff mm-hmm. and stop trying to kind of build what seems like a somewhat authentic character right. into like a storyline character as well. Yeah. True. Now here's a question I have that I'm going to look up right now. If she's suspended for 90 days or 60 days, does that mean she has, they take down her merch? I'm curious. I've actually never checked this before. Oh, no. On the front page of WWEshop.com, you can buy your WrestleMania t-shirt. Oh, and look, it takes you to the Becky Lynch merch page. <laughs> I mean, I realize we don't want to interrupt them uh, making their money. But at the same time, kayfabe, brother. Maybe they'll have a big sale. <laughs> That'd be great if, like, it was oh. all, if it was all like... 75% off. Just same way as like, you know, the Enzo Amore merch. It starts at 60% off and every day the the, the uh, suspension ticks down. It's 1% less. <laughs> <laughs> Act now. <sighs> so Ronda Rousey beats Ruby Riot <laughs> to retain the Raw Women's Championship and will absolutely go on to face Becky and Charlotte at WrestleMania. I mean, I, you know me. I'm a Charlotte, Mark. Uh, I'm very excited. No. Uh, right? I know. Breaking news. Uh, I'm very excited she's in this match. Did I run around my house wooing when it happened Monday night? Yes. Yes, I did. Also, I think she deserves it because she has been the workhorse of the division. Legitimately. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, if you, if you disagree, thought, go ahead and I mean, I, I'm I'm letting you roll. Oh. I thought you were just kind of so, going into yeah. this whole thing. Okay. Yeah. So I think she legitimately deserves to be there. If this is going to truly be the first ever women's main event of WrestleMania, it works from a marketing perspective to be like it's Flair's daughter. Also, she's great with the media and in, in, in everything else they do promotional wise. So I think it's the right decision. I think it, it, it's good to reward her in that manner. And I also think if it's a Becky-Ronda match, the the quality of the match itself is not that great. I think you add Charlotte and the match quality gets exponentially better. Because neither I mean, Becky nor Ronda are really a ring general. I think it becomes a more interesting match with Charlotte involved because Charlotte brings a different move set and makes it kind of more interesting. Becky still has this kind of, you know, uh, submission ground style. And of course, Rhonda's going to do her MMA shooting style. So I don't think you're necessarily going to see the spots that you want to see in a straight up Becky versus Ronda match, but then you're going to bring in Charlotte. Who's going to do the high spot. She's going to do like the moonsault potentially to the floor. And yeah, it just adds another dimension. It makes it more interesting. And yes, I believe that Charlotte deserves to be in this match. And we discussed it before the way that the three of them, it just kind of covers all the bases Mm -hmm. that, You've got Ronda from the pure marketing, you know, outsider standpoint that people who don't necessarily follow wrestling know who the hell she is. You've got Becky who appeals to the smart marks 
And then you've got Charlotte who kind of sits in between where you've got the mainstream credibility of her being Flair's daughter and just that name recognizing. But you also have the fact that she's playing the role extremely well of that heel, finally re-embracing the whole for lack of a better term, flareness of her. Mm-hmm. And just making it more of a wrestling angle, I think. So it just it just fits together better. Yeah. And she's so with much, all three involved. And Charlotte's such a good heel. Yeah. Oh, I mean we've strongest. been waiting for that. Yeah. It's about damn time. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I'm excited for it. And I, I think it now it now feels like a not I shouldn't say that. That was gonna come across as not how I would want my words to be interpreted. But now it feels like a WrestleMania main event, if that makes any sense. I mean Becky and Rhonda could I mean that still sells, but now it feels a little more marquee worthy. Yeah, I mean it it and to have three people in there, it's and it's your it really is your top three wrestlers. I mean, I, I love Sasha. I love, you know, some of the other women there, but it really is. It's those three that are the class of the uh, women's division right now. Yeah. Um, also, uh, we can't pin Rhonda. So Becky has to pin Charlotte. <laughs> so that's why she's there. <laughs> Cause Rhonda can never be pinned. Unless Charlotte pins Ronda to win it, which I kind of want to see happen because, oh my God, just the, then the internet would burn, right? And I'm, I'm for one to watch the world burn. So, yeah. You never know. I mean, maybe they do it in such a way that like, I don't know, somebody screws her over or hits her with something and she gets knocked out and. It allows her to get pinned, but allows her to not get cleanly pinned. So, and then she ends up being out for a period of time. If she decides that she's going to have her kid and step away from right WWE, like has been rumored, which I don't believe is happening since she is now a part of the total divas cast for this season. Well, then we find out about her pregnancy and the oh, whole God. Total Rhonda. <laughs> Shoot me in the face. So I'm already mad because in order to make room for Rhonda on Total Divas, not returning this year to Total Divas, Paige, Lana, and therefore Rusev, uh, and Brie and Nikki. Well, they have their own show. I know, but I liked having the continuation of the story like all year long of them. Now I just, I really don't care. I really don't care about Total Divas anymore. It is Total Bellas and Miz and Mrs. all the way. And Temptation Island. It better be, we better get just another season immediately after this one concludes every Tuesday after SmackDown. Tom, Tom, it's so good. It's so trashy and so good. That's a separate podcast of its own. It's, did you have you seen that on Reddit now? It started like the first week as a joke, and now 
it gets thousands of posts every Tuesday at 10 p.m. There's on Squared Circle, there is a uh, Temptation Island watch thread, and people are watching it seriously, and it's hilarious. <laughs> Everyone's like, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of like wrestling too. <laughs> so, it's so good though. Evan, if you're listening to this, you're a piece of crap. Your girlfriend is too. Ooh. Both of you are terrible for each other. I'm glad you went to the stupid island. All right. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> Buddy Murphy defends the Cruiserweight Championship against Akira Tozawa. It's going to be has, a great match. So I'm, yeah, cool. Has he been teaming with Trent? <laughs> Akira Tozawa? Could you imagine if they ever tried to recruit him and Vince was like, what the hell is this Trent thing? And he's like, no, no, Vince, it's Trent. It's like, no, that's what I said, Trent. And they're like, no, 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 Vince. It's Trent. (laughs) Why the hell did we hire a question? I demand our wrestlers be statements, not questions. Vince hires Trent because he thinks he fulfills the Q in LGBTQ. (laughs) There's a reality series. <laughs> uh, or an Edge and Christian show bit, probably. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Finn Balor will get the chance to win the WWE Intercontinental Championship as he takes on Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush in a handicap match. And if he pins either of them, he becomes the champion. Mostly, I'm really excited to watch a Finn Balor versus Leo Rush match. Yeah. Because that's going to be... That's a banger right there. That's an underrated element of this match. Yeah, that's the sleeper part of this match. I'm like, all right. Um, I think you give Finn the strap going to Mania. Again, you're getting ready to market WrestleMania to the masses. So. Yeah, I don't... I. I think they threw the belt on Lashley to see if maybe it would help him a little bit, and it just really hasn't. It hasn't helped him, but I don't know that he needs it. The Lashley-Leo Rush thing I like, it just hasn't found its place yet. Yeah. I like it way more now that we don't have Leo Rush running around the outside of the ring every match with a microphone. Yeah, I mean, well... You got to figure too. The Intercontinental Championship is going to be at WrestleMania put into some six-way ladder type match anyway. Right. I mean, it's the you know usually well the last few years the Intercontinental match has been the opening match. That's your curtain jerker. You need a huge impactful match. You got Finn, who you know you can put other people in there. Have the Cruiserweight Championship on there this year. Have that be your opener. That'd be cool. Well, but then what will be the match at 5.30 in the afternoon? In front of 300 people inside a 70,000-seat stadium? I don't know. You mean what will be playing on my TV as I'm in my kitchen and I'm just listening to the commentary? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, crap, I got got crap to cook. It's WrestleMania. (laughs) Um, 
Braun Strowman will take on Baron Corbin in uh, what was announced on Twitter today as a no DQ match. Thank God. Could you imagine this trying to be a straight wrestling match? No. <laughs> I would have been terrible. Um, it's going to, well, I mean, I just don't care anyway, because I'm so sick of these two together. Um, I don't even care who wins or loses. I have, I just do not care. They have, they are destroying Braun Strowman. Yeah. <laughs> As, it, and, and it's been fascinating that Strowman was still one of those things where, it, it got served up to them on a platter, but it could have very easily been done. It, it had to be done properly. Right. And anytime something has to be done properly, it isn't. What? No, not in WWE. No, of course not. But I mean, like, it's difficult when you have a monster like that to actually book him properly to keep things moving along. I mean, a lot of times with a monster like that, you have to make sure that they stay out of the title picture mm-hmm. until you bring it up to some major pay-per-view where if you really want to put the strap on. I mean, that was the issue with Goldberg was when they originally put the U.S. title on him to kind of calm people down. That was cool. And he could still barrel through people, but you still wanted to see the money match. You still wanted to see him versus Hogan. That was the strong build. That was the number one thing you wanted to see, especially on free TV. But, yeah, it's a different story. But that was the whole build to him is they still had the undefeated streak. So you had these two things that were building up to each other. Mm-hmm. But they, as Braun got his momentum, they immediately put him in a title picture. And it's like, no. <laughs> and then. And then they had to kind of pull him out of the title picture, like, okay, well, we'll we'll have other things happen. It just, it just, yeah, it was not done well. No, not at all. I mean, he can be now, he can be rehabbed pretty easily, but yeah, ugh. yeah. I just, I just don't care about him and Corbin. I feel like this feud has been going on for, I mean, and it has been going on for months, and it sucks because. Corbin isn't Baron Corbin's not horrible, uh, but everything he does just seems to turn to crap. Yeah, I want to like him more than I do. <sighs> and he's, I can, you can tell he's dedicated and he cares. Yeah, um, but uh, just pretty, thing is, he would be, he would be. They need to bring back torso face. He needs to take his shirt off, and we need the torso face back. And then the crowd goes wild. And the Doctor Who TARDIS with a heart in it on his chest. <laughs> with a bluebird behind it, right? Yeah, what the like, hell is that? I don't know. I think, uh, you know, I'm sure he, I think he's on an episode of like Superstar Inc. on the network or something. So I'm sure he explains it. I had totally forgotten about it until I was watching an episode of Edge and Christian. And he was, I forgot who they had him dressed as like what wrestler he actually was or or if he was actually portraying a wrestler or just one of the fake wrestlers that they do Mm -hmm. but but he had like this cheesy mustache on and he didn't have his shirt on so oh my god was he bald too too yeah i'm sure he was in his bald phase Bald, bald shirtless corbin is quite the proposition yeah 
So I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. Um, before we finish, <laughs> what? So watching <laughs> Mid-Atlantic again. Oh, yeah. And Nikita Koloff and his I, – I love Nikita. I mm-hmm. mean – uh, even when I was still like an America loving Mark, I had all <laughs> respect for Nikita and how he absolutely like he had the build. He wasn't like super like bulky like Hogan. He had like the strong athletic build and like the sickle just destroyed people. He's just a- now. And it's funny because he goes and he throws the guy like outside the ring and he fought, you know, like he goes over the top rope and he hits the floor and like the jobber to get like the extra five bucks or whatever, then just starts spazzing out on the floor. Like that extra shot on the floor called him, caused him to do like the, the fish out of water spasm. <laughs> it's funny. It's like the camera's on me. I know. I got. I got to sell them. So, <laughs> uh, you know what else we need to sell tonight, Tom? Oh, some audio books. But how how do we do that, JC? We do that because tonight's show brought to you by Audible. And oh, if you ha- if you didn't know, you didn't know that you could go to audibletrial.com slash cheaters never pin. Browse their unmatched selection of audio programs and download a free, free trial and start listening. It's that easy. Free. That just sounds too good to be true. It's, it is. It is. It is not, actually. I'm sorry. I was going to say, it's, it's not too good to be true. <laughs> it's not. It's it, a literal real no, thing. No. You can go to audible.com, audibletrial.com slash cheaters never pin and browse their Unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from all the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. And you get a free title. And you can start listening right away. How awesome is that? That's that's one of the best things. I mean I and you don't have to spend any money. No, it's a free trial. And you get a free audiobook just for signing up for a free trial. If if that were me, I would pick like mm-hmm. the longest book. Oh yeah, because that way you know, like you get if you get one free book, I want the biggest book. So War and Peace. So I'm doing some War and Peace, or you know, I don't know other right. long books. Yeah, don't do that Catcher in the Rye. That's that, that's a short one. You, that's you a want short, something? Yeah. The Sun Also Rises. You can skip that one. You got some time. It, I mean, I recommend it. I'm sure it's great. Old Man to See, garbage. Hemingway, so overrated. I'm, I'm sorry. What? I said it. Huh? I said it. How? Hemingway is overrated. Tom, Hemingway is the greatest American writer. Stop. Fight me. The Sun Also Rises is my favorite novel. Fight me. Okay. It's amazing. Anyway, this is for our other podcast. Cheaters never read. <laughs> uh, but it, maybe if you didn't want to read the greatest American novel or listen to the greatest American novel, 
Uh, maybe you want to listen to uh, DDP's new uh, book. Positively DDP's Unstoppable. got another book? Yes, it's called Positively okay. Unstoppable, The Art of Owning It. It's right there. It's right on uh, audibletrial.com slash cheatersneverpin. DDP's reading it, which makes it even better. Uh, and you can get it for free with a 30-day free trial. Just visit audibletrial.com slash cheatersneverpin for your free audio book. Tom, we're getting good at those reads. We're figuring it out. <laughs> Except when you well, piss I mean, me off talking about Hemingway, Tom. Hemingway's not good. Oh my god. It's, it's 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 not it's not garbage like Jack London is, but still. I can't believe you don't like Hemingway. Like, if you were to be like the only two things you could read for the rest of your life were Walden and the Sun Also Rises, I would be the happiest human being on earth. Give me Thoreau and give me Hemingway. Everyone's like, really? <laughs> Everyone just got very curious as to my reading choices. Okay. Tommy don't like you some Thoreau. Give me some Vonnegut Ugh. and give me... Oh, really? Yeah. We'll end this podcast now. <laughs> Tom was serious. He hung up. No, just kidding. My my new podcast with Meg starts next week. Yeah, but it's not going to be about wrestling. Doesn't have to be. That's rude. Dude, Meg knows Japanese. She can help me with the damn New Japan. Bro. You wouldn't do that to me. Bro. It's fine. I'm going to start a podcast with Vince Russo. God, I don't know if I'd be excited or terrified for that. I don't know if that's now a life goal to get him on this show. Oh my God. Can you imagine Tom? Yeah. <laughs> I, I can miss that one. Right. I was like, I'm sick. Can't do it. I'm like, but bro, we got, we got the Russo interview, bro. And he's like, I oh, can't talk. Uh, the tag team match for the WWE SmackDown tag team championships. The Miz and Shane McMahon <laughs> defend against the Usos. And the Usos promise to take them to the Uso Penitentiary. Cool. <laughs> Shane McMahon still has a championship belt. <laughs> they they got to be taking the belts off of them now, right? You think now? Right. Do you think right? now or do you think they wait until Fastlane? But I would assume if it, I would assume if a championship is being defended here, it's not being defended at Fastlane, right? I guess. Because what are we missing? The Raw Tag Championships, uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship, the U.S. Title, the Universal Title, which absolutely, meh, who knows? Maybe they will. Brock needs a tune-up before Mania, anyway. Uh, that's it. That's the only, there's only four. Something out there. Well, I mean, you could do it. You could do it with four. I'm sure there will be a match for the women's tag team championships on fast lane. Shane and the Miz have held the titles for 17 days. It is still officially the shortest SmackDown tag team title. Why does it feel like so far? Why does it feel like Royal Rumble was a, Way long, way more than three weeks ago. 
Yeah. Doesn't it? It feels like it was. <laughs> it feels like it was when we used to have those weird six week periods. Ugh. So if they can manage to hold it, uh, let's see. Yeah, who's next in line on that one? Uh, the next shortest rain is 23 days. Is it Slater and Rano? Which, no. No? Ooh, okay. Uh, it is a tie between the Uso's second rain. Okay. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers? No. When they, that random time they won the belts at like the SummerSlam kickoff show to break up a New Day championship where they then ended up dropping it to the New Day again. Oh, right, right, right. Yep. Okay. Uh, And the only tag title reign of the Wyatt family. And by Wyatt family, I mean Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. That's right. Holy crap, I forgot that existed. Who hey. ended up beating Heath Slider and Rhino, who held the titles for 83 days. Wow. Just remember, two years ago yesterday, or maybe it was today, I don't remember. Anyway, basically, two years ago, Bray Wyatt won the WWE Championship inside the Elimination Chamber. I saw that and it made me very sad. And it led to the greatest string of matches ever. We got the We got the House of Horrors. We got the uh, we got the projections in the ring at WrestleMania where Randy was scared of some projected worms. I was gonna say there were bugs on the uh, floor. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> what a terrible feud. Um. Uh. Oh yeah, and then the WWE Championship match <laughs> inside the Elimination Chamber, or as they call it in. Germany, no escape. Because, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you think that meeting went down when they were like, we we, we can't call it that. <laughs> yeah. And... We, uh, oh, boy. I don't know if you know this, Vince. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? One has to give Vince an entire history lesson. Yikes. And then Heisenreich comes around. <laughs> that was the same day Vince came up with that character. Yeah. <laughs> you know what would be funny? Uh, Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel Bryan, defends his, I almost said organic strap. <laughs> His sustainable strap against AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, and Kofi Kingston, who is replacing an injured Mustafa Ali. I'm sad for Mustafa Ali, but yay, Kofi. Yeah. Not that he'll they win. Gave him, they gave him a hell of a rub on SmackDown. <laughs> too. He lasted 60 minutes in the gauntlet match to determine uh, the last win one in. So I'm watching that match, and I'm watching the time, too. And I realize it's still Kofi and AJ, and there's, like, it's 9.58, and I'm like, Randy's not come out yet. I was like, well, whoever gets the pit here is getting RKO'd in five seconds. 
<laughs> what happened? Randy, Randy doesn't come down the ramp to RKO someone. He RKOs them, oh yeah, out of nowhere through the crowd. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing, and I was like, that's, I mean, that's perfect. All right. <laughs> Can't argue with that. <laughs> I just really wish that if I could bring one wrestler back right now, it would be so Daniel Bryan could defend his hemp title against Rob Van Dam. <laughs> yeah. Because Rob's so not going to get it. Rob will be too high to get it. Yeah. Rob's like, can he roll with the belt? No. Uh, so that's your Elimination Chamber card. That's a show. Yeah. I mean, the Elimination Chamber matches are going to be interesting. Uh, I think the I mean, especially that main event. Yeah. The last time there was a tag team Elimination Chamber match is the one two years ago, I think. Uh, that I just, I think I just railed relentlessly on, on this podcast. Cause it was the one where we ended up with Kalisto cause Kalisto was still in the Lucha Dragons and he's hanging from the ceiling for like three minutes until everyone gets into position under him so he can just fall on them. Remember that spot? Remember how bad that was? That whole match was yeah. that bad. So yeah. hopefully they do a little better here. I just, I don't think that trying to cram that many people into that structure works. But it is what it is. Who knows? Maybe they can make magic. Double or nothing. Sold out in how? What? What, what amount of time? So I don't remember. Sold Four out. Four minutes. Four minutes. I know the pre-sale went like gangbusters on Monday, and then everything else sold out today. So they filled the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Not to anyone's surprise. No, I mean it's not a, it's not a huge venue, and the thing is with AEW, it's still special. Oh yeah, it's still got the shine to it. All in was a you know seemingly once in a lifetime type event type thing. So the fact that all these. I'll say alternative cool the hot topic group is coming out there to have their own card again it's it's become a destination card it's yeah if you're in somewhere in that general area you're going to that card that thing has so much more buzz than like the ring of honor new japan show at the garden it's like fascinating so um I was looking, or I was reading, I was listening to Meltzer. That's right. He was talking to, speaking of Ring of Honor, uh, G1 Supercard. You know, it's Saturday before Mania. They moved NXT to Friday before Mania. The average resale price on the MSG ticket is like $40. I'm totally making that up. It's like $35, $40, something like that. But the average resale for Friday night in Brooklyn at Barclays is $150. I'm like, yeah. well, clearly clearly one of these is in... I mean, of course there's always going to be that gap there because, it, you know, 
Well, WrestleMania weekend, wherever it is, becomes the center of professional wrestling. And there are people that go to everything. It's still about WWE and it's majority WWE fans going. Right. But that is a huge gap between those. Especially when you think about the other the other shows in it. It's, you know, Ring of Honor and New Japan in Madison Square Garden. So, kind of interesting I mean, to see. It's weird and it's tough, too, because you're talking about NXT. Yeah. You know, you're talking about NXT TakeOver, which is, you know, is going to be an awesome show. Mm-hmm. What the hell? What? I'm sorry. <laughs> Please. I'm sorry. I just looked up and I will take a picture of this. Ooh, put it on the Insta. Or send and it to me and I'll put it on Instagram. Because, you know, I, I again, got the Mid-Atlantic going in the background. And I just happened to look up because Dusty cut a promo. And yep. in the ring is Arn Anderson. And Arn looks like Arn always does. Okay. You know, he's shirtless in his trunks or whatever. He's got a title belt. He takes it off. And he's wearing a fedora. And I don't know why. <laughs> Good old fedora Arn. Everybody goes through a fedora phase in life, right? I feel like it's part of growing up. It's just, I don't know if he's trying to, like, solve a crime or... <laughs> Ace Detective Arn Anderson. I'd, I'd watch that on the network. I don't see why we can't have that. Uh, get on that, Vince. Uh, you know it'd be great with the, if they did ever produce that though, to Tom. What's that? They put it on like a DVD. Oh, DVDs. So I can I, keep I, it, I, right? That way I can have it. Right. Right. You can. You can. Like I enjoy DVDs because. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I know what the uh, photo now. Everyone now, everyone listening is like, now I understand the photo that accompanied this show yeah. on social media. <laughs> now you know. All right, <laughs> we have a sh- we have a show title now. Arn Anderson's Fedora Edition. Yes. Um, but yeah. So anyway, I enjoy DVDs because. Um, we'll take road trips in our van and it has DVD player in it. That's perfect. So, you know, kids have the devices or whatever. It sometimes is fine or whatever, but sometimes just want to relax, not look at a phone or something like that. Just put in the DVD and, you know, we don't have a newer car that has like streaming service or something like that in there. It just takes DVDs for a DVD of Whatever, whether cool. it be wrestling or the office. Yes. Now I now I want to buy a car with Netflix built in. <laughs> as someone well, who, some... as someone who routinely has Netflix playing while they're driving anyway. Yes, I do that. <laughs> Don't judge me. I'm not watching it. I just have the audio going and it's generally the office. No, I've done that because like with it was one of the reasons why 
I ended up buying the office DVD set <laughs> because in, Again, in our van, when you play the DVD, it plays over the speakers. Right. So I can't listen to the radio if the back seat is watching The Office. Right. But me just hearing The Office, I've seen it so many times. I don't need to see it. I can hear the conversations yes. and I can watch the road and still be a good driver. <laughs> Mine is but playing so on I'm... my windshield, Mount Tom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll just watch it at a red light. Oh. <laughs> you there? Yeah, I'm there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I turned the mute, unmute a bunch, and I was like, ah. Anyway. Sorry, I didn't hit the button. I did the switch. So, oh. <laughs> you know. But I, I, had to cough. I had to cough. Oh, gotcha. And if I wanted to buy <laughs> cough syrup... <laughs> Ooh, or some tissues to cough into. Yeah. Where or maybe we... just a coughing towel if such a thing yes. exists. Yeah. Where would you buy that, Tom? I'd go to Amazon to buy it, of course. Okay. So let me let me see. Maybe I'll send you that for Valentine's Day. Friends get each other Valentine's Day gifts, so let me get to my browser here. Let me go to Amazon. No. No. Oh, no. No. What what did I do? JC did it wrong again. What did I did? You go to Amazon.com directly, and that's wrong. Okay. What you need to do is go to CheatersNeverPin.com. It's way longer to type, Tom. No, trust me. It'll be worth it. Oh. So go to CheatersNeverPin.com. Who knows? There might be new content there someday. <laughs> There's at least one every week. But, you know, it's it's where our podcasts are as well. Yeah, it's our you archive. But uh, also there, there is a button. Is the Amazon.com button. You click on that button, mm-hmm. you load up your Amazon cart because that button will take you to Amazon.com yeah. website. Yeah. You load up that cart. You put in those DVDs that you want. Put in Blu-rays if you're fancy like that. Uh, I am. You get your coughing towel. You get, I mean, if you don't have a preference and you're going to see your Valentine a couple of days after Valentine's day, you can pick up some Valentine's day stuff, but wait, cause it's on sale. Yeah. Not that I know, not that anyone I know would ever do that ever in any current situation where that might be the case. No, 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 no. But <laughs> I mean, buy stuff for birthdays, buy a flat screen television, buy whatever you want and then go to the, check out pay for it and the price that you pay will be the exact same price that you would pay if you just went straight to amazon.com but here's the kicker yeah a small portion of that money that you pay mm-hmm. will not go to amazon will not go to jeff bezos will not go to jeff bezos's wife will not go to jeff bezos's mistress will not go to the washington post will not go to the national Enquirer. <laughs> it will go to your friends yes at Cheaters Never Pin. Yes. So go to cheatersneverpin.com and click the button on Amazon button. Pulls. All right, Tom, we've already hit an hour somehow. <laughs> How did that happen? I don't know. So uh let's wrap this thing up, but before we do, uh Tom, I'm 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 not a spring chicken anymore. But uh 
I know nothing of not Pe- after this podcast. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I know nothing of Pedro Morales. So uh, give me a give me a hundred and twenty second little uh, crash course here. Okay. Um, Pedro Morales was a older wrestler. Um. No, obviously, you know he's older. <laughs> <laughs> I was letting it go. I'm sorry. Out of the any joke his I had would be considered tasteless. His prime was around the 60s and 70s. Um, and he was actually the uh, WWF, or I guess WWWF, depending on what time of the century that was, uh, champion defeating uh, Ivan Koloff. He was Trent. Uh, he was kind of the champion in between when uh, Bruno San Martino's like two title reigns Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, Vince McMahon senior kind of liked his uh, uh, baby face champions to be uh, appealing to ethnic crowds. And Pedro was a big um, pull to the Puerto Rican populations of the Northeast uh, and any of the Spanish speaking, um, population so he ended up being a very successful uh wrestler with vince mcmahon's wwf promotion he was the first triple crown champion he won the intercontinental title held that for a while uh won the tag team championships with bob Backlund when uh i forgot who they actually beat for them but ended up um having to give up those titles because Bob Backlund was the WWF champion at the time. And apparently it was a rule at the time that you could not hold the world championship and the tag championship at the same time. So they stripped the titles from him, but, Hmm. but yeah, that was Pedro Morales. And uh, I mean, when I started watching wrestling, he was kind of on his downswing. Uh, He he would win a couple of jobber matches here and there, but he was kind of putting over younger talent at the time. And from a wrestling standpoint, watching him, I, he never necessarily did anything for me, but I knew he was popular and that's just kind of how it is. So peace be with you, Pedro. And, um, you know, good guy lost. Oh yeah. Father time always wins the three count. All right. So next week, We'll be back to review Elimination Chamber. Maybe other things will happen. Who knows? So uh, before we sign off officially, Tom, tell the people where they can find you on the internet. On the Twitter machine, at Mr. Workrate, at MR Workrate. Don't go anywhere else. That's pretty much the only place I'm good. Although I'm going to try the Instagram thing, but it's probably not going to work. But same type of thing, at MR Workrate. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you can find me on the internet at JC Bobbitt, J-C-B-O-B-B-I-T-T, wherever finer social media is purveyed. You can find this show on Twitter at Cheaters NVR Pin. You can find us on Instagram at Cheaters Never Pin. And you can find us on Facebook Find us, like us, give us a big blue thumbs up, and show us how much you like us. You can find us on Roku. You can listen to this show in the best room in your house, wherever you'd like. There we go. Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash cheatersneverpin. Get a free audio book with a 30-day free trial. Uh, and go to cheatersneverpin.com and click the buy on the Amazon button before you do any shopping. I think it covers it, right? Yeah. Sweet. Let's get out of here. Somehow we lasted an hour. It's a miracle. Yeah, right.
All right, so let's uh, sign out. We'll catch you next week here on the Cheaters Never Pin podcast. My name is JC. This is Tom. And we'll catch you on the flip side.